Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here and I'm blessed and grateful to be with my business partner, Brian Flaherty. How are you, everyone? Absolutely, my friend. Hey, thank you for being here. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to speak with everyone today. I can't believe we just shook hands. I think uh, maybe there's something there we got we to gotta watch out for. Maybe that's the new normal. You don't shake hands, but I don't know about you, but I'm still doing it. What do that's you think? Right. That's right. So we need some sort of normalcy back in all of our lives, so it feels good. That's right. Yeah, and the first time we had you on the show, you were not my business partner. Um, obviously, this is the first time we've ever had somebody twice on the show, so how does that feel, first all of all? All right. All right. I didn't know I was the inaugural two-timer here, so that's, that's right. great. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, no, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I just wanted to welcome Elevate Nation back because we've got a little bit of a special edition episode here with Brian. And, uh, you know, obviously we've talked about uh, CF Capital on the show, um, you know, just briefly in terms of what we do and invited folks to, you know, visit our website and learn more about what we do from a multifamily investing perspective and, you know, the passive opportunities through CF Capital. So, uh, super excited to just dive into that today and talk about what we're doing and obviously add value to everybody listening so that everybody can not only you know take action on what they learned today, but also apply that in their business and also you know recognize the opportunities that may present themselves that may be appropriate for the listeners with CF Capital. So with that said, I want to you know ask the question that I always ask, are you ready to take it to another level? Because that's what we're going to do today. And I want to welcome you back to the show where we sit down for mind-expanding conversations with influential authorities in real estate as well as top experts in other industries and other disciplines. And it is our mission to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. Of course, that's why I try to surround myself with people like Brian so that we can raise the bar. And we will distill today, even so, with a special edition podcast, a special edition episode, the mindset, habits, routine, systems, tools, and strategies, and so much more from our team, from CF Capital, so that everyone can elevate to a life without limits more so, even more so than we're doing right now. And this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through personal growth, through real estate investing, other ventures, and most importantly, and ultimately, in their lives. If you appreciate what my team and I are doing on the show, please, uh, we'd be grateful if you gave us a, if you subscribe to the show, if you gave us a rating, a five-star rating, if you're so inclined, leave us a review of specifically what are you applying to your life? What are you applying to your business and what feedback are you getting? Maybe what course corrections have you had to take yourself and what have you learned? So thank you for that because our goal is really to meet, reach millions of people with this message that you can live a life of abundance, of joy, of happiness of continuous growth, of contribution through investing in yourself, through investing in a vehicle such as real estate, creating practical means you know, to the ends and really unlimited practical means to the end. So with all that said, Brian, obviously the, you know, the audience knows you to a certain degree, but uh, you know, give us a little bit of update here. I mean, since, since we last spoke on Elevate, I mean, what has life looked like for you? And obviously it's been quite drastic, but tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been since last fall, since we last got together. And needless to say, the world has flipped on its head uh, between now and then. But no, super excited to be here today. Super excited to talk about what's been going on at 
CF Capital. Uh, I think the biggest thing is the official launch that you and I had earlier this year, 2020, uh, the first of this year. We we officially formed our firm, um, our private equity investment firm that many of your listeners are probably aware of, but really it's been building out the infrastructure for that firm, putting our team together, putting A players on the field and presenting opportunity to our investors. Yeah. And it's, it's been a, it's been a fun process, honestly. Um, you know, putting the team together, putting the, you know, the building blocks in place, especially during, you know, a transitional period of our, of our global economic environment and, you know, um, learning really learning so much through operating in that environment, navigating the marketplaces, expanding our geographical reach. And, you know, it is a growth process. That's why I'm so passionate about personal growth is not only through that process does our team grow and our systems and our, and our processes and our strategies, you know, expand, but we grow as, as human beings and as individuals. And so that's what I love so much about real estate. I love so much about what we've already done together and what we, you know, are looking to really do. So, you know, one of the things that I wanted to do today was really kind of talk a little bit more about our personal stories and like why we've made this decision to kind of launch into CF Capital and what we're doing in terms of the crowdfunding opportunities to invest in multifamily, really high quality multifamily opportunities. So, you know, that's where I kind of wanted to start off is, you know, like the process, you know, obviously both the, you and I, we kind of started this business in the brokerage realm, you know, selling properties on behalf of other individuals. And I know that I can say myself that I learned so much that process. I learned you know, really what it meant to do a good deal and, and to, you know, to do a bad deal and to make a lot of mistakes. And obviously, you know, we all learn through that process. Um, but then also building a portfolio, you know, while you're doing that, it was such a valuable experience. But I'd love to just kind of start there. I mean, you know, how does that sort of background or how, how is, how would you share about your, your kind of background and how does that resonate to where you are now? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And for those of you that, didn't catch the first episode, um, touching back on what Tyler was, was just talking about there. My, my background, I do have an MBA, so I get to marry building our new business with my true passion, which is real estate. So the past seven, eight months have, have been a real dream for me, uh, business wise, which is, which is great. But how in the world did I end up here? Huh? Well, I, you know, I, I've told you this story about Gosh, probably now it's been, let me think, about 15 years ago, I picked up that little purple Kiyosaki book that so many of your listeners know. And, and I was so ingrained in the go to school, you know, do, get good grades, get a job, you know, grind it out for 30, 40 years and then sail off in the sunset. When I first read that book, I made it about halfway through and I was like, what is this guy talking about? This, <laughs> this literally doesn't even make sense. It's so off base to me. Um, so so interesting. I, I was, I was, I was young in my career. I grinded it out for another couple of years, realized, gosh, this, this can't be it. Like this, I'm, I'm a, I'm a young man. I cannot do this for the next. What were you decades. doing? Tell them the listeners what you were doing. Sure. Sure. So at that time, um, I was working for a, uh, a firm Mercer, um, which was a very large institutional group and man, it is a fantastic business. Um, and there's a lot of individuals that do well there, but for me personally, it did not align with my spirit and what I wanted to do. And I was, I was kind of the, the hamster on the wheel. It was clock in yeah. clock in Monday morning and just, just hope you can make it till Friday. Um, and I know it, a lot of the listeners can resonate with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, 
And me being me, I said, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's out there, but something's got to be out there for me. And fast forward a couple of years, I'd, I'd put myself work, put myself through business school, my, my MBA, and something drew me back to that purple book again, uh, probably four or five years after I'd originally read it. And boom, that's when it kind of clicked for me. And that's when I had my aha moment. Okay. You know, at that point I was, I was actually working for a institutional investment management firm. So I was part of the wall street casinos and I said, you know, I'm part of a rigged game here and I like it, but I don't really love it. This isn't my passion. I need to move to that business owner and investor side. And I said, okay, I've got the institutional level background. I love real estate. The end goal is to be putting deals together myself, acting as the general partner in these deals, kind of like Robert Kiyosaki talks about. But how do I bridge that gap of where I'm at now in Wall Street and where I want to be, which is now CF Capital? And so my road took me through the institutional level brokerage houses. Um, CBRE, where I spent a number of years, uh, was part of a team that had worked on transactions in excess of a billion dollars. So really learned the entire industry from the top down. I got to know all of the owners in our region, all of the other brokers, property managers, kind of who the players are, who, who to do deals with, who to not do deals with, how certain individuals structure deals and, and really learn from other successes and failures. So it was a great way for me to, to, to really jump in the deep end and understand at a high level, you know, how this, how this industry works, soup to nuts, and also really understand and get engaged with folks that have been in the industry for 20, 30, 40 plus years and, and find some mentors there and, and leverage, leverage their years of knowledge and experience. Yeah. And I, I love that story too, because it really resonates with me. And I think that's one of the reasons why you and I really kind of connected is that we have a similar, you know, upbringing and similar background. And it's interesting that when you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad the first time, it totally didn't resonate with you. And yeah. that, that's a rare thing. Like I really, I feel like it's rare because most people when they read it, they're like, wow, my whole life just changed before my eyes. It's interesting because it's almost like your upbringing was so ingrained in you. And it, obviously we're not saying anyone was wrong for, for anything that you were taught sure. because everybody does the best that they can with the information that Absolutely. they have. Um, you know, obviously I came up through a similar upbringing where it was, you know, go to school, get good grades, get a good job. And, you know, at some point you retire and you've, you've got a nest egg that you've, you know, could have chipped away at. And, um, it's super interesting because like when you learn stuff like that about, you know, really, you know, the real rich talk about, mm -hmm. you know, owning assets mm -hmm. and, you know, what is an asset versus a liability. And, you know, looking back, it's such a simple concept. And, but once you realize that your whole world changes and, you know, it, for me, it was, it's so interesting to really think that, you know, you were probably like me, like, wait a minute, this is offensive, you know, because you're telling me that everything that was taught to me growing up is maybe a little bit off base to a certain degree. And so maybe like you, it kind of took me years to really let that fester as well. Absolutely. I mean, again, Tyler, it was almost like the system had beat it into me so much. I, I was so clouded that I couldn't even see the vision that Kiyosaki was talking about. And it took me a few more years to mature in business and get around some individuals that had reached certain levels of success and kind of pick up on what they were doing and say, aha, you know, that, that is it, you know, it, it 
if you, if you go that traditional route, like you said, you end up with a big pile of cash after you walk away from your corporate job. And one of two things happens, either, either you croak or that bag of cash runs out. Uh, neither of which are, two, you know, a day I want to really look towards. And so I said, I need, I don't need big bags of cash. I need lots of income streams. Mm -hmm. And that's what really drew me to real estate to say, I have you know, inflationary protection and multiple income streams coming in at the same time. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm formed by myself and my partner, Brian Flaherty, where we invest in multifamily real estate communities across the Southeast United States. If you'd like to learn more about our approach, our mission, our acquisition criteria, and how you can learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. Yeah. And that's, um, yeah, so absolutely. And so diving into, you know, to kind of share a little bit of, you know, sort of my trajectory as well. It's similar to Brian's. I mean, I started in the corporate world and I always talk about on the show, it's like tolerating your life. Like you don't have to tolerate your life. And that, that, that experience deeply ingrained within me, the fact that this is the path. You don't have to tolerate your life because right. you can create multiple streams of revenue, streams of income, as well as wealth creating activities that compound on themselves to create massive opportunities so that then you can go out and learn and grow and contribute and spend time having conversations like this because otherwise you're trading your time for money. And so um, we can talk about the philosophies all day, but that's really, you know, the thinking behind, you know, what sort of brought us here. And obviously, Brian, you and myself, we've come to love multifamily real estate because of everything that, you know, all the different factors of the fact that people need a roof over their head, right? You look at times of challenge, they say, well, we've got to cut our discretionary spending, whether it's on, you know, travel or luxury goods or, or what have you. Um, but we've still got to put food on the table. We got to get some water and we need a place over our head. And so obviously from a risk perspective, we love that. And from an investment perspective, you talk about preserving capital, you talk about, you know, long-term appreciation, long-term growth. And at the end of the day, this is a long-term business. And so with CF Capital, obviously our backgrounds and being practitioners in multifamily real estate has served us very well and has really provided so many opportunities for us to understand the landscape to navigate the landscape and to find those opportunities, execute on those opportunities and understand really the, you know, the ups and the downs and all the different, you know, really details in terms of acquiring those assets. And so what I want to talk to you about now is, you know, long term. I mean, what do you, what's your opinion of, you know, how do we execute and how do we provide value to other people who want to participate but may not have that background and that that experience? to be able to join in on the benefits. So if you want to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it kind of goes back to what we've been doing for you and I for the past year, year and a half, really behind the scenes, even before we officially launched the company, we were building out the infrastructure of what is now CF capital. And you and I know what it takes um, from a back office perspective. I mean, you know, when I say CF capital, it is not Tyler and Brian. There's a whole host of team, behind us. And it really is an effort to put a players on the field. And I always kind of liken it to an orchestra. You, you and I aren't playing any of the instruments, but we know about every single one of them. And we're kind of the band leader up front there, um, directing everyone. So, you know, 
the best part about what we do is we're, we're bringing level 10 players onto the field. Um, we bring individuals who are best in class in their respective categories in the industry, whether that be in acquisitions, whether that be a debt professional, whether that be our marketing staff, um, and really help coordinate that. So when you come to CF, you have the entire team. You've got, you've, you've got a turnkey operation that allows you um, access to these deals. You know, we bring in best in class management firms, you know, asset management firms. So what you're getting is not just our knowledge and expertise, but all of our partners and their decades worth of expertise and knowledge as well. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so important to talk about scale because what I learned so early on, it's like, I read the purple book, right? I read the purple book and I'm like, all right, got it. Got to get an asset. I need streams of income. Right. And everybody listening to this is probably about to be nodding their heads because the first deal I did, I was like, wait a minute, Robert Kiyosaki didn't tell me about a loaded rent roll. He didn't tell me what the difference in value add and distress is. He didn't tell me about frozen pipes. He didn't tell me about rats, roaches, termites. He didn't tell me about this stuff. Wait a minute. Bad bad debt, vacancy, all the things that, you know, you got to get in and roll your sleeves up to really understand what's happening. And these, every one of these apartment complexes, I always say are, are many businesses in themselves. That's why each deal that we acquire has its own business plan that's specifically tailored around that bis around that, excuse me, apartment complex, because you know, the nuances with how, how large they are, what submarket they sit in, what vintage they are, all of that is, is very unique and it is deal by deal. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when I got started, I didn't know all this stuff and obviously I had to learn the hard way. I mean, I bumped my head, I stubbed my toe, I, you know, I skidded up my knees and lost money at the same time. And you know, I had to kind of put the pieces together as I went and I learned that it was about the team. It was about, you know, it's I thought I could do it all myself and I and it was so interesting because I, it's obvious looking back that there's no way you can do this stuff by yourself. But as you scale, you get the economies of scale. You get, you know, lower cost of insurance per unit, lower cost of tax per unit. And obviously when you make one small improvement over a larger asset, you know, the benefits are compounded. And so, you know, with that also, you can put a greater team on the field. You can put excellence on the field, which, you know, we'll talk about our core values in a little bit, uh, you know, in the show today, we'll talk about what really is our kind of overarching mission and what are we all about. But, you know, I just think it's exciting to be able to do that. And now we can put folks that are, you know, on site property managers and, you know, folks that can help lease the property and, and do all of these different things. So, I mean, is there anything else that you'd add as far as scale goes? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, everyone that listens to this show, you know, as you continue continue your career in real estate, you're going to run out of money. It happens to every single person. And by going in and pooling your capital together with other individuals, you're allowed to keep going and keep going to the next deal. So, you know, I don't know anyone in this industry that has found a great level of success doing it on their own. Now, whether they admit that or not is a different story, but at the end of the day, myself included, I'm sure yourself included, we all have mentors, we all have teammates, and we all do this together. It really is a team industry, and you have to have those folks to call on, to lean on, and to partner with at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's, that's the point I wanted to get to, is that with that scale, 
it creates more opportunities for everybody. So everybody can mutually benefit. So if you don't know anything about real estate, but you're very intrigued, maybe you read the purple book or maybe you haven't, maybe you've listened to elevate, maybe you've listened to other similar shows and you're exceeding and you're, you're succeeding in your career. Um, you know, but you want to learn how to create more opportunities of not only cash flow, but also compounding wealth opportunities, then, you know, really what we're talking about is for that individual, because those are the type of people that, you know, can come in and partner with us. And we can also contribute our capital and our expertise and our team and our processes and, our, and everything that we're doing that we're living, breathing and eating and everybody can win. We can send you cash flow. You can, you know, get the upside of the deal as well. And everybody wins through a transparent process. So it's super exciting. And obviously it does require us to build a relationship with individuals. We do need to know, you know, what type of goals individuals have, what, you know, what are you looking to accomplish? You know, what are your outcomes? What's your life situation like? So it's not like, hey, we're, you know, Merrill Lynch and click a button here and there. And next thing you know, you're in the deal. It is a longer term process. So, you know, we talk about it on, you know, I, I do a little thing on the show and it says, hey, if you want to learn more about CF Capital, you go to cfcapllc.com and there you can enter your information and set up a phone call with Brian and I. Um, but that, you know, that's the beginning of a long process. And obviously we like to follow, you know, all of the directives of the Securities and Exchange Commission because, you know what, they're there to guide us to serve people so that people can receive the greatest benefits so that it can be a transparent process. And so I just think it's really important and it's exciting and it's really fun. Let me tell you, I am a passive investor in other deals. And let me tell you, when I get an ACH direct deposit, it's like, that's awesome. I didn't do anything. I did not do anything. And so uh, one of the things we're talking about doing is like sending that deposit on a very, you know, fun time for people to receive right. it. And, and I don't know, is there anything else you'd add to this piece? No, I mean, you know, you kind of hit it earlier. You're, you're trading either your time or your money. And like what you just did, you traded your money in that passive investment for someone else's time. Yep. And that's what we're providing is our time and our expertise and we're delivering results for other individuals. And this, this is not for everyone. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, yep. this is not a, you know, come one, come all. Um, I, I would encourage everyone, you know, to, to really take a hard look and understand what their goals are, what their lifestyle is. But for those that do find themselves in real estate, man, it's fun. It is, it is. an absolute blast. And we love, we love providing those opportunities uh, for the listeners. There's a lot of people out there, whether they're in the medical field or legal field or any sort of business. And they say, man, that sounds awesome, but I don't have five years, 10 years, 20 years of experience like some of these other guys. And I, I don't know where to start on a management team or debt professionals or what's he talking about, you know, lost to lease and things yeah. like that. But <laughs> they like the lifestyle that that provides. And, and that's the perfect type of individual yeah. to say, Hey, listen, I, I've found a level of success in my industry, whatever that is, but I know I need to plan for my future and I just don't have the time and expertise, but I want to find the partners that do have it. And those are the type of individuals that need to find private equity folks like ourselves, whether it be us or anyone else. Those are the type of folks that, that they're looking for. Yeah. I mean, it's like the folks who are attracted to real estate for all the things that we love, whether it's the tax benefits, whether it's the cash flow, yep. whether it's the capital accumulation, you know, all of the wealth building 
benefits. That is the vehicle that we love that then can create the outcomes that we want in our life. You know, it's for the folks who don't have time as well. They don't, they're exceeding in their career or whatever it is that they're doing. They're giving back, they're contributing, they're spending time with their family. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, there's only so many hours in the day, right? So you want to partner with folks who are really spending their primary focus on this and, you know, receiving a monthly cash flow and receiving all those benefits without really having to deal with the tenants, the termites, the toilets, and all of the other things that I mentioned earlier. Let me just tell you, it's not an easy business, but you know, for the committed, there's always a way. We know that for sure. And with our team, you know, we're willing to overcome any challenge. We're willing to you know, capture any opportunity and also look under every single rock for, activity, or for, for opportunities. And obviously, thinking about market activity, you know, obviously, it's a very competitive landscape. Thinking about, you know, you look all around and obviously it depends on, you know, where we are in the market cycle, where we are in the economic landscape. But obviously there are challenges in the economic landscape. There's also vast opportunities and there's also a vast amount of, you know, I guess what's the, what's the word for unsafety or, or non-safety. Uh, you look at multifamily as a place that is safe, that is protects capital, but it also grows it when you have an appropriate business plan. So I just think of, you know, how are we, I guess, tell the listeners a little bit about how are we navigating the landscape? Because I think that our background is a bit unique in that we can navigate it and we can create opportunities, but, you know, maybe describe a little bit about, you know, where are we seeing opportunities and let's talk a little bit about our geographic reach for now and where we see that going. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll start off touching on the, the safety of multifamily, like you mentioned. I always say, you know, humans need two things, nutrition and shelter. And we're in the business of providing one of the two essentials in life. So I do feel comfortable uh, about the longevity of where we're at and what sector we live in every day. Um, as far as, I'm sorry, what was the second question? Uh, geographic reach. Yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. And why, background. probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, Tyler and I are unique, um, given our given that we have a brokerage background. A lot of individuals that sit in roles that we do kind of come straight up through that rank, and that's a fantastic way to do it. I, I I'm partial to our way because that's our way, you know, and that's the the way we've lived it. But what makes us unique is kind of what I touched on earlier is we've seen so many other operators and. To me, that's a huge advantage because, again, I've seen guys do a fan, girls do a fantastic job, and I took mental notes, physical notes, anything I could, grab them, coffee, lunch, learn from them as much as possible and say, man, this is exactly what I want to do, and I want to do it the way you guys do it, and you found success. We've also seen people get whacked and, and not do well at all and say, man, that is a big mistake. They were not acting as fiduciaries to their investors and not that they're bad people. It's just, Hey, maybe they didn't understand what they were getting themselves into or they didn't have the expertise. And so I, I can take away from that a lot of learning um, of what to do and what not to do. So I think our, our backgrounds position us uniquely in that aspect, but also the fact that as brokers, we had to touch owners and managers and other third party vendors. Mm-hmm. And we know who's, you know, like in, in, in any industry, there's, the best of the best in the field. And there's some mediocre providers as well. So we know how to position ourselves with the right third party groups uh, to partner with on these deals. And as far as our region goes, um, you know, some people would look at it and say, golly, Louisville, Kentucky, why Louisville? But I, I think we're conveniently located 
to some fantastic markets. And that our location actually sets ourselves apart from others. You know, the trend over the past five, 10 years has been a lot of what I'll call coastal capital making its way to more secondary and kind of Southeast in Midwest markets. And there's some fantastic operators in those markets, but most of those guys and girls have to jump on planes and catch connecting flights and this and that. And it, it makes, they, they've got a lot of headwinds to get down to the market and they may only make it there once a year, twice a year, sometimes less than that. Um, or you and I, we, we live here. This is us. This is, this is, you know, where we spend all of our time and some of the markets, the furthest we'll have to drive is, you know, I'll have breakfast at my house and be there by lunchtime. You know, no big deal. We just hop in a car and go. So really where we're, where we find the most value is within about a four or five hour drive of Louisville, Kentucky. And that, that puts us in a couple of the key MSAs here in Kentucky being Louisville and Lexington. It takes us south to Tennessee, a state that we absolutely love for a lot of demographic and pro-business reasons. Um, so we are we do, we do a lot of work down in Nashville and Knoxville and Chattanooga markets. Um, we love North Carolina as well, um, another one of our favorite markets that we're dipping into. And then there's still a lot of value in Ohio and Indiana. Um, I always say I, I love finding states that have capitals, uh, or excuse me, I love finding a city that is the state capital and has a key university in it. So like a Columbus, Ohio, like a Nashville, Tennessee, those really check those boxes for us. And again, those are all hour, two hour, maybe a three hour drive from us. Yeah, it was really cool too when we uh, hired the data scientists to yeah. assist us in selecting markets that really, sh you know, really shook out to say, wow, we're kind of right dead set in the middle of where a lot of markets make sense. And with our knowledge of market activity, where cap rates are, where yields are, where opportunities are, where maybe the path of progress may be perhaps in certain submarkets of these key MSAs that we've chosen, it was super exciting. And it was like, wow, we're, it's almost like this was meant to be. And, you know, you look at our kind of market set, you look at the different geographical regions, which you just mentioned, which really to a large degree is, you know, the Southeast and we'll, we'll probably continue to expand to the Southeast. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to having um, the author of Big Shifts Ahead on the podcast here soon. And we talk about migration patterns, you talk about demographic shifts, you talk about population growth, and obviously the Southeast has really experienced tremendous growth and many of these markets that we're focusing on. And obviously the Midwest has, you know, it's, it's had its, its share of challenges, but the sub, the sub markets that we have selected are still experiencing growth. And I think that there's a lot of value to be, you know, to be looked at in terms of those, those particular markets. And so um, I just think it's exciting and you know, where we're going next is, you know, really navigating and really finding value because you know, it's no secret. I mean, multifamily is not like, you know, no one knows about it. Everybody knows about multifamily. Most people have lived in an apartment or know somebody who does or who has. So it's a very easy to understand, but it's also fairly complex. So what can we do to go in and add value? I mean, let's talk about a little bit of specific ways that we're looking at deals right now. I know we've got a deal that we're really, you know, pending on making an offer any moment. So Talk to the listeners a little bit about how we can add value to assets and, and what that means for them. Yeah, absolutely. I always say that we like to kind of fly right underneath 
the institutional radar. And that's kind of a trendy thing to say, but what, what does that actually mean? And what it means is, you know, there, there are a lot of big corporations, some publicly traded REITs, folks like that, that will, that will play in some of our markets. But for those type of firms, they have to buy extremely large and kind of shiny objects. I'm talking $50 million and above type of acquisition prices. To your point, a lot of people know what multifamily is, but not a lot of folks can put together the capital to go out and get it. So, you you know, you've got your duplexes, your tries, your quadplexes where some folks do very well buying, owning, and operating those. But then you kind of have that gap. You have that gap where there's 100 units up to that three, 400 units, that purchase price that might be somewhere around seven, eight, nine, ten million up to that forty million dollar range where it's it's too big for some local groups. Um, you know, think your your local doctor, attorney, and accountant to kind of get together and go buy it, but it's also too small for the high level institutions to come in um, just because of the way that you know their economies of scale work. And so that's where we really find our niche. And what we like to say is, you know, we're going to bring outside capital into these secondary markets and really put an institutional level approach in management firm behind what we do. Um, so we're, we're, we're essentially replicating that institutional level opera, owner and operator, but be able to go into to assets that they might not be able to find themselves in. Yeah. And one of the things that is so important, one of the big components is debt right? Right now, I mean, obviously is one of the most attractive interest rate environments that we've seen, you know, definitely in our lifetime, mm-hmm. perhaps in history. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we have to, you know, one of the things that I just wanted to make a mention on there before I move into a, a deeper conversation on debt specifically, is that we always keep our finger on the pulse on all of this, whether it's interest rates, whether it's the state of the economy, whether it's the state of, you know, the job market, employment, migration patterns, trends, all of that stuff. I mean, we've always got to keep plugged in and you know, that's, it, it is certainly challenging, but developing systems and the foundation that we've set and obviously with our relationships in the space and leaning on other experts within our team allows us to do that. But um, you know, speaking of debt is a, is a great um, you know, piece of our team. Obviously we've got sure. individuals who, who we work with in terms of placing very attractive debt. So now, let's talk about that in terms of leverage, because obviously leverage is one of the most powerful tools of real estate. And, um, you know, what are you seeing in terms of, you know, the current environment as well as, you know, where is this going and, and how, because, I mean, really, I see you as kind of our, our guy who's really plugged in so deeply on this. So let's talk a little bit about debt, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will happily talk numbers with you all day long. Uh, I hope I don't lose any listeners here. <laughs> Um, but you know, it, it is an amazing time to be a borrower. Um, you know, we've looked at a few deals recently and, and it might have some sort of assumable loan on it. And, you know, I, I distinctly remember one being just above 5% and we kind of look at another one like 5%, like, <laughs> Oh my God, who, who would put a loan like that on a property? And then you kind of back up and you're like, man, 5% historically is an amazing rate. And that's 200 basis points above where we can get that today. Um, so it's, it's just a, a phenomenal time to be a borrower and to be able to go in and put long-term debt and lock in, you know, seven, 10, 12 year terms on these, on these debt options where we can be paying 3%. And in some cases we've been quoted sub 3% 
on debt. And now where we're at in the macro scheme of things, you know, with a, we're pumping a trillion dollars last month, maybe another two, three trillion dollars over the coming months in. And, and at some point, we're going to have to see some, some inflation in our economy there. And the great thing about what we've done is we've locked in a, the lowest rates that any of us have ever seen. And, and I don't know that it goes much lower ever. I think we'll be in a low interest rate environment for the next 12, 24 months. Uh, we do have an election coming up, which could influence things one way or the other. But, you know, we've tried to raise rates. Um, the Fed did last fall. That would be fall of 2019. Things did not go well. So we're a, we're a nation of debtors. Um, and the system that we're in right now, it can't handle a lot of strain. So that's a good thing for us. That's a good thing yep. in the multifamily world where attractive financing is out there. And we have the team members that can go out and, you know, they're working with the, the government sponsored entities. They're working with life insurance companies. They're lo- working with banks. So we are uniquely positioned that we have debt brokers that can go out there and match the appropriate debt for the types of business plans that we're implementing in each of our acquisitions. Yeah. And, and what that ultimately means is that we can, you know, amplify the returns of our partners, of our investors, of, you know, our capital. And so it's exciting to be able to put, you know, a conservative piece of leverage on an asset that then amplifies everything that we do. And so I just, I love that. And, and one of the things I just wanted to talk about was, you know, sort of our philosophy on underwriting a bit and just how do we approach deals? Because, you know, to be competitive in this, in, in this market and in this environment, you know, you gotta be super aggressive. And we mm-hmm. see that the folks perhaps in our opinion at times are a bit slightly too aggressive. And, you know, when we look at deals, you know, I know one thing for sure is like, Hey, what happened over the past several years? Is that true? Is that relevant for the next several years? Also, you know, if we're acquiring it at say a six cap, 6% cap rate today, should we be, you know, exiting at a lower cap rate or a higher cap rate or will that remain flat? You know, obviously there's a lot of speculation involved when you start talking about that, but you know, you want to talk a little bit about sort of underwriting principles and just how do we look at deals and how do we try to, number one, protect capital, number two, grow capital as well as create those cash flow and those dividend opportunities. Absolutely. And I think one thing to note, you, you touched on debt amplifies returns. Well, it can also amplify, you know, on, on a negative um, front mm-hmm. as well. So it's, it's important to point out that we stress test every single deal that we look at. And, you know, whether you find your home at CF Capital or anywhere else, it makes certain whoever you're working with is stress testing deals because yeah, you know, it it, it might look great on paper on the upside, but you got to protect the downside too. And I think that's one thing if you look at any, you know, big investor over time, whether that be in the real estate world or, or in, you know, any, any sort of equity markets, uh, venture capitalists, the greats, always protect the downside, always look at the downside first. Um, and that's something that we do. We want to ensure that, yeah, we, we are confident in the returns that we project, but if there's some sort of black swan event, like we're experiencing right now, we want to ensure that the worst case scenario protects our capital. Cause at the end of the day, you know, that's the worst thing we can do is lose any capital. And we, we want to, deliver as aggressive as a return as possible. But our underwriting metrics ensure that that we are protecting capital along the way. So, 
you know, as it relates to underwriting, um, we have analysts on our team. We have yourself, myself. We have an investment committee. Everyone touches, you know, these deals before we're going out and acquiring anything. So, so we stress test things. We have our debt team look at, you know, our underwriting, make sure all of our assumptions are in line. We work with our property managers to make sure that those assumptions are in line. Um, our property management team at the end of the day, they have to believe in our business plan because they're the ones that are executing it on a day-to-day level, kind of the blocking and tackling of the property. Um, they're the ones on site. Um, and, and, you know, this is the area where it re- you can really set yourself apart. Um, I know some of our models might lose some people if they dove into them when we get into tab 12, 13, 14, talking about, you know, what expected taxes are going to be in year eight of the hold period. And, and, you know, it's also important to point out that we're not speculators. So there is a certain level of speculation that comes with, uh, exit cap rates on a 10 year business plan. And the way we solve for that is to always be conservative. Um, I, we always go into deals thinking that no matter what cap rate we're going to buy it at, you know, we're going to underwrite to a higher exit just because at the end of the day, you know, should cap rates continue to compress, which I I think there's a chance that they will in the short term. um, That's fantastic for us. That's just a little bit more juice on top for our returns. Um, At the end of the day though, you know, underwritings again, kind of, kind of like I just said, it's kind of what sets you apart. It sets the professionals, apart from the dabblers. And that's really where, you know, you show your efficiencies. Are you someone who's seriously looking to elevate your life, your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal opportunities, your access to opportunities, your network this year? Well, if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com because I'm currently opening up a few coaching spots for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. And really, you know, expand that beyond your wildest dreams and explode your business, explode your deal opportunities, explode your vision for what you're looking to create. If that's you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I really have to tell you that this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive. They're committed. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to get to where they want to be and to live a life without limits, to elevate to a life without limits, which is really what we're all about on this show. If that is you, again, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. Yeah. And I love what you, you ask the question all the time of what's the downside here? You know, what's the worst that could happen? And it's not, it's not from a pessimistic standpoint. It's, it's from a, you know, protection standpoint, it's from Mm -hmm. a safety standpoint. And, you know, I just think it's, it's very important to have that mentality. And, you know, it's certainly, it's one of these things that, you know, you look at a lot of deals and you say, wow, you know, I'd love to do that deal. And unfortunately, you know, someone else grabbed that deal for a very aggressive number. And we look back and we say, it would be great to have that asset, but you know, no deal is perhaps better than a bad deal. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about sort of the process. Obviously we look at so many deals and many of them don't work, right? I mean, we go through the rigorous thing where it's like, Hey, this is stress test. And guess what? You know, this, this, and this caused our, our acquisition cap rate to be X, Y, and Z. And also, let me just say real quick, if, if you're listening to this and your head is spinning, reach out to us. We'll dumb it down for sure. So if any of this is going right over your head, you know, let us be the expert for you, but we're more than happy to educate you further on that. So if you yeah, want to comment on that, walk you through, through an example, but 
But Tyler, I wish I could say most deals uh, don't work, but the majority don't work for us. Yeah. I, I always kind of say for every hundred deals that pass our desk, maybe we underwrite 30 of those. Um, we'll kick out 70% just because, you know, they're not the right location. They're in a submarket that we're not bullish on. They may not be the vintage that we want for whatever host of reasons. We'll typically take that hundred and 30 of those kind of make it through our model, through our process. So of that 30, about one in three of those. So about 10 out of the 30 hit all of our metrics. And we say, you know, we like the property itself. We like the market as a whole. We think there's growth coming in that sub market. We can source attractive debt for our business plan and it will hit the return metrics that you and I like to provide investors. So of those 10, or excuse me, of those 30, we'll put a formal offer in on 10 of those. Um, from those 10 that we offer on, you know, there's a lot of competition out there. There's folks that, you know, might be more aggressive than us, might have a cheaper cost of capital, uh, might just not know an asset as well as we do. Um, and they might win, but then for every one of those 10, there's probably one or two that you and I are going to pull off. And those are going to be the ones that we acquire. So when you back it back out for every hundred deals that we see and kind of take a high level look at we might acquire one or two of those. So, yep. you know, there, there are a number of deals. I mean, deals cross our desk, probably what, probably every day. Sometimes some I'd days, say two, multiple, yeah. yeah, some days, two, three, sometimes four, four, four deals will come across our desk every single day. So it is a very targeted few that we actually acquire because they meet all of our needs and requirements. And when a deal is under our control at that point, you know, it's gone through this process. It's gone through the rigorous testing and it's gone through this elimination process where, you know, like the first time that you and I talked on elevate was episode number five. So if you want to go back and listen to that, it's accelerating through essentialism. And this is essentialism type of work. I mean, most things we say no to, and, you know, when, when you are a part of our investors club, you are going to get notice that, hey, look, we've got a new deal opportunity and here's, here's what that looks like and here's what the asset looks like, here's what the returns look like. And so the process is getting to know us and getting in a conversation with us so that we can understand what are your goals, what are your intentions, what are your objectives so that we can serve you and so we can say, hey, you know what? this may or may not be a fit for you. We may say, you know what, actually based on what I understand about you, this is probably not the best vehicle for you, but more likely perhaps is that, you know what, this is a great fit for you. And so you have the opportunity of reviewing those. Of course you can say, no, that's not interesting to me. Uh, otherwise you could say, absolutely, let's do this. And you can reap all of those benefits. And so it's super exciting, but I think we've covered a lot of the really the tactical stuff. Um, is there anything you want to talk about on tactics before we talk, start talking about a little bit of the philosophical stuff? Do your listeners have another hour or two? Because <laughs> that's about how, how deep I would be happy to go. But no, I don't think so. I, I think at the end of the day, um, we're dialed in to all of our markets, our sub markets. We're leaning on our best in class partners that we have in each of these markets. Um, if you have specific questions, please, please call Tyler and I. We are more than happy to walk through specific examples, deals, answer questions that you have on deals we're looking at or deals that you're looking at. We're, we're always happy to lend, lend a hand there um, and always happy to, to chat to chat deal level. Yeah. And the other thing too is like, sometimes you think about, it's like, oh, you're just going to talk about your business on your podcast. Isn't that so self-serving? 
And I truly feel, and I know you, you agree with me on this, is that when we share this, we recognize that we're providing new opportunities to other people. Because what we're talking about is not really an easy process. I mean, this is not like you click your finger and a couple of days later you have an apartment complex and a community under your control. And so, you know, we truly feel that these opportunities not only allow us to create abundance for our families and the people that we care about, but also for the people that partner with us. So uh, hopefully the listener, you know, delineates that as well and understands that we're, we're seeking to serve here. And so from that perspective, I want to talk a little bit about sort of the higher level philosophies of CF Capital and what we're trying to do. And, and obviously, again, I want to remind you, the listener, you know, if you participate with us or not, perhaps there are some ideas that you get that you can apply to your own business. Maybe you're raising capital yourself, maybe you're crowdfunding, syndicating, or even creating a fund yourself. So please take notes of this and see what you can do to apply yourself and let's share notes. So reach out to us and let's collaborate because there's always opportunities for us to do that. But I wanted to talk a little bit about our tagline and really kind of the big picture philosophy. And I love it because it ties in to elevate nation to elevate. And it's really about elevating communities together. So do you want to touch on that just a bit and we'll kind of do a little riff on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I'm going to take uh, the baton and run with, you know, coining it elevate, uh, That's right. but we can have that discussion after, after the podcast today. But, you know, it's important to understand the vernacular and take point of, of what Tyler's called it throughout, you know, the show today and in all his shows is we offer opportunities and that really is it. This is not self-serving. This is for everyone that's listening. We offer opportunities to invest and raise the bar together, but our tagline elevating communities together. There's so much packed into those three words. Um, you, you know, to me, the most, maybe the most, I don't know if you can call one more important, less important, but the one that really sticks out to me is that last one together. This really is, we've said it a number of times today, it's a team effort and it's not just Tyler. It's not just myself. It is us leaning on our best in class partners. And what are we doing? We're pooling all of our resources and we're making these communities, our neighborhoods, our cities, and, and all of our lives better. We're elevating everything together and we can't do it alone. We're humble enough to say, Hey, we, we cannot do this. This is too heavy of a pull for just the two of us to do. We need and lean on experts. And that's the only way that we can all elevate these communities together. And it's more fun that way for Absolutely. sure. There's yeah. so much that we can all share and, and really when the pie gets bigger, you know, everything gets better. And it's, it's a me It's amazing that, you know, if you think about, like you said, the three words are so much packed in it. So elevating, I mean, we talk about elevating every single day on the show and it's about raising the bar. It's about creating new opportunities. It's about opening your mind to new opportunities. And, you know, if you think about what we've been talking about for the past 45 minutes, it's about going into a community, you know, an apartment complex that includes, you know, units that includes employees that includes, you know, amenities that includes really a surrounding community and a larger surrounding city and an economy and lives, families, you know, all the people that live at the community or that live around it or that are, you know, supported by or the opportunity. that community. Yeah. yeah. Or that support it. And, you know, so like you said, and in, in together, it is about the team. It's about the team that's on site. It's about the team that's behind the scenes. It's about 
us. It's about the people that participate from an equity standpoint or from a debt standpoint. So it's, it's, it's exciting to really think about. And, and I was super glad when we were able to kind of coalesce those, those words because they really mean so much more than just, you know, the face value, you know, and, and they're so deep. And, and that really kind of leads me into really our, our core values, which I think are even, you know, perhaps even more meaningful to a certain degree. And I want to share those uh, with the listeners. And maybe this is something that will inspire you as well. But we, we've determined that our core values, and it's really central to who we are as human beings, which our, our company, we're, we're creating a culture which is about people. It's about, you know, this, the real estate and the things that we're doing and the business plans that we're implementing are the vehicles towards creating what we want in our lives and so that we can contribute to other people so that we can give 10% of all of our profits to philanthropy, which we're still choosing. We're still deciding which philanthropy and which, you know, which charities to contribute to. And so if anybody has any uh, additional thoughts on what you would like to see contributed to, we'd love to hear that, but we are committed to that. But I want to talk about our core values. Uh, So we have integrity, we have leadership, we have excellence and we have purpose. So leadership, you know, obviously, you know, we could start there or we could start with integrity, but you want to take one and I'll take the next and kind of describe exactly what we mean by that. Yeah, you threw out leadership first, so I'll take that one and run with it. And what that means is is we want to be we want to be leaders in everything that we do. We want to be leaders in our community, we want to be leaders in our industry, we want to be leaders in philanthropy. We want to to lead with these core values in mind. It's, it's much easier when you lead with those four core values that you just mentioned to make decisions in, in our business and in our industry. And whether that's hiring the right people onto our internal CF team or whether that's partnering with the right vendors or other best in class partners out there, when we lead with those core values, you know, tip, typically the, the results and the choices are, are pretty darn easy. Yeah. And leadership is, you know, it's not only just leading the other people, but it's leading ourselves. You know, what we talk about on Elevate is all about growing your yourself and, and so that you can contribute more. And we know that when we pour into our own cups that we can pour into other people's cups as well and we can expand and we can elevate everybody around us. Absolutely. It's it's about really being servant leaders. And at the end of the day, the you know, the secret to living is giving. And I think that's a, a, a core part of what both you and I have, you know, uh, inside of us. Yeah. And I, it's so interesting too, because we were kind of going back and forth on other various potential core values. And we felt that leadership really encompassed a lot of that, you know, in being a servant and, you know, sitting in the back of the bus rather than having to sit in the front and, you know, commanding others, but allowing others to kind of, you know, go forward based on some inspiration and some thought that you have. And so, you know, leading by doing and by innovating and by taking action and by being bold, you know, there's a lot of things that we have to do that is bold and we have to be aggressive and we have to be thoughtful. We have to show up on a daily basis, um, whether that is plugging in and making sure that we understand what's going on from an economical standpoint or from a migration standpoint, or from a property specific standpoint, there's so much that goes into leadership. So I just think it's so important and, and exciting that we're aligned in that capacity, and that you know the people that we bring on board, you know, must be aligned in that capacity as well. So uh, I'll take the next one as far as integrity, and integrity to me is is very exciting as well because it is about your character. It's about who are you behind the scenes. You know, do you say what you're you know, do you do what you say you're going to do? 
And, you know, that's one of the things that I think require is required for long-term success in anything and especially in what we're doing because it's a long-term game. I mean, this is not a get-rich-quick scheme for anybody listening. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme for us or any of our partners, but it is a certainly get-wealthy-for-sure scheme. It is certainly an opportunity that creates more opportunities and that really opens up so many more opportunities. So it requires us to do you know, what we say we're going to do and to execute and to you know, really try to exceed expectations in everything that we do, not over-promise and under-deliver, but the opposite. And so is there anything that you'd add to integrity? Man, I mean, you summed it up very well there. Um, it, it, is a, it is a long game, and you have to have integrity to be successful for decades at a time. I know a lot of individuals that have done well, <clears throat> excuse me, done well in the short term in our industry, but when they don't have integrity, it gets sniffed out pretty quick. Um, and you know, this is a, this is a a small industry at the end of the day that we all, that we all are part of. Um, and if you don't have integrity, you're not going to last very long. So not only is it one of our core values, it needs to be anyone in our industry's core values if you want to be successful. Yeah. And that it requires long-term relationships, I think, to be successful. That's one of the other benefits of, you know, where sort of our background has come through and come from uh, to really stand where we're standing now, where we continue to stand. And I, I, I continue to believe that that's going to be a core principle and a core value that is going to lead to greater success is when we treat other people the right way, you know, that comes back tenfold. You agree to that? Absolutely. That that's business. That's personal. That's, that's everything in life. You, you just have to have it. Yeah, absolutely. And treat yourself the way that, you know, you'd, you'd like to be treated as well. I mean, I think that's an important one. So, you know, the personal growth stuff never gets lost on us and we're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to expand our own capacity and everything that we do with these core values in mind. And so I'll continue here on excellence. You want to take that one? Yeah, sure. I mean, as far as excellent excellence goes, we want to be excellent in everything that we act upon. We want to provide excellent results for our investors. We want to provide excellent places to live for our tenants. We want to provide excellent service for everyone that we do business with. To, to you and I, we're, we're both admittedly pretty competitive individuals and there's no other choice other than excellence. You, you, you wake up and you do the best you can do with your God-given abilities and you provide an, an excellent experience for everyone along the way. Yeah. And I think that to me, it also encompasses striving to always improve and remembering that, you know what, there's always another level that we can go to the next level. If we continue to ask ourselves tough questions, if we continue to put ourselves in a place of perhaps a bit of discomfort or maybe, you know, handling a bit more uncertainty and, you know, really living there and leading other people. I mean, excellence and leadership, you know, they kind of lead into each other, but that's one of the things that, you know, it's exciting to be able to really kind of put that in place and to look around and say, look, we strive for excellence no matter what. We are not going to you know, cut this corner because that's not who we are. It's the core to our identity. We're going to do everything right, and we know that that will pay off. Yeah, Tyler, I, I, you know, that's one thing I always tell people. You're, you're like the Kobe Bryant on our team. Like, There's always more to learn. There's always more buttons to push and go, go, go. And that's one thing. I know you're a huge Kobe guy, um, and I see that in you. You're that for our team where it's it's – Anything less than excellence is unacceptable on every level of the industry. Well, I mean, geez, what a what a huge um, 
shout out there. I appreciate that. I mean, Kobe Bryant is, is an amazing uh, soul, amazing person that will never, you know, he's a legend. Legends never die. And I appreciate you saying that. I, I don't know if I'm quite to that degree, but uh, you know, it, it's certainly exciting to be able to surround yourself with others who push you to become greater. And I think excellence is one of those things. And that's one of the things that, by the way, I say it all the time, but this is what I love about real estate is it allows you to become greater yourself and that you can show up greater for your kids, for your family, for, you know, other people that you surround yourself with. So striving for excellence, it just rubs off on everybody else and they see that and then they can create a greater life and a greater life circumstance for themselves. So, so exciting. The last one is purpose. And, you know, this one at the end of the day, I mean, look, it, real estate is the means to the end. It's not the ends to the means. And, you know, this is a vehicle for creating the outcomes that we want in our life, that our investors want in their life. And, you know, there's so much purpose behind that beyond, you know, the fact that, you know, looking back at like our journey, kind of growing up and learning that, you know what, you got to go to school, you got to get good grades, you got to, you know, get a good job and then ride off in the sunset, you know, perhaps at some point in your 60s, you know, maybe there's another option. Maybe there are other options out there. And I certainly believe that there is through this. So that's one portion of the purpose. You know, another thing is giving back and, you know, leading and teaching and serving through a medium like Elevate and all of the things that we can do. But also, you know, CF Capital provides so much of an opportunity for us to be purposeful and for us to live with purpose and always be thinking of what is the outcome? What are we looking to accomplish here? So is there anything else that you'd add to purpose? Yeah, I mean, butting onto that, you know, we, we want to provide those opportunities to our investors, to the folks that work with us, to the, you know, to, to our tenants. And we want, we're pulled to help them. We're not being pushed to help people. We are pulled, you know, from internally to help those folks. And that's, that's really where, where purpose comes into play for us. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's exciting. And um, I just, you know, there's times where you make decisions and you kind of go through a brainstorm process and you decide and it just feels in alignment, that's what happens. And that that is what happened right now and, and what has happened with us through CF Capital. And so I'm excited. I know the sky is not even close to the limit. I know that we will expand and explode through that and we're gonna create so many amazing opportunities. And you know, the next year, the next five years, the next 10 years and more, you know, there's so many opportunities uh, through what we're doing. So we invite you um, to really learn more about us and learn more about what we're doing, engage with us personally, learn about us. There's no pressure at all to participate with us. We're happy to teach you. We're happy to learn, you know, with you, alongside you, build a relationship. At the end of the day, it is a long game. We want to build those long-term relationships. So, um, you know, really where, where we're at now is just, you know, visit our website, you know, cfcapllc.com. That's cfcapllc.com. Uh, there's a form there where you can learn about how to invest with us, how to learn more about us. And, you know, we also have a portal for investors. If you want to log into the portal, see all of your different deals that you're participating in and what's going on with that. So we'll be as transparent as we possibly can be. And, you know, at the end of the day, to live with integrity, to live with leadership, with excellence, with purpose, and to elevate communities together. So, um, with all that said, Brian, I just I want to thank you for spending time, and I know that we've had we have a we've had a busy week, um, but really to me this this really fills up my cup, my soul, and I'm excited to be able to share this with everybody. So thank you for being here. Oh, it's it's an absolute pleasure to to chat with you. I, I hope that we can you know instill some knowledge on the Elevate Nation today. But at the end of the day, let's get them off to their you know to their productive lives. Get out there, take some massive action. 
everyone. And, and remember, the, the, the secret to living is giving. Boom. He dropped the mic there. I love it. So absolutely, you want to take massive action. Share this with a friend. I mean, who else do you know that would benefit from listening to this conversation? Who else do you know that could really take massive action on what they learned today? And so I encourage you to share this. You can obviously screenshot the episode, send a text to somebody. You can post it on social media. You can tag myself. You can tag Brian, tag Elevate Podcast, CF Capital, and your friend, whoever you want to tag. Uh, please feel free to do that. And until next time, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Elevate Nation, we'll see you next time. So long, everyone. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.